0: and welcome to the Liberty Mike podcast, broadcasting from an undisclosed location in the heart of Dixie. I am Michael, and I am here with Liberty Larry. How's it going? Doing okay. How are you?
1: Eh, I've been better. I've been healthier.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too, (laughs) (laughs) I I suppose. Uh, I heard that Taylor Swift won the Super Bowl.
1: Yes, yeah, I don't know, that's a a thing in my house right now. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that must be very exciting for her.
1: I guess so. <laughs> <clears throat> I
0: I don't understand I, I don't how that even, works, I was gonna
1: say I don't even pretend to understand it. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, yeah. I I mean I I definitely assumed going in that um, that it would be the Chiefs that won. Yeah. Because otherwise, what's the point of her dating that guy, right? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's if you believe that the fix isn't already in. So.
0: Oh, I absolutely believe the fix is in. I yeah. uh, you know,
1: yeah. it's so. Like, say, I follow football, pretty big football fan here. Um, and I absolutely thought that the 49ers was the better team. But I knew better than to pick them to win because it's the Chiefs. Like, the, it's just, I mean, whether the fix is in or not, the Chiefs just have this like way about them. Like, you don't, you don't kind of like Alabama football. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't want to bet against them, you know, even when they're not. I mean, because clearly to me, they're not the better team. Like, have the they 40- won the Super Bowl before? Yeah, they won it last year. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Did so. we have the same conversation last year?
1: It's possible, but the Chiefs just <laughs> the Chiefs is one of those teams that just finds a way to win. Um, now they didn't do that through the regular season because they sucked all the way through the regular season. Well, how but did they
0: make it to the Super Bowl?
1: They by the skin of their teeth, and then okay. in the playoffs, then they dominated. They they barely made it to the playoffs by the skin of their teeth, and then once they got in, they dominated. Well, um, that's
0: the way to do it, I guess.
1: I guess so, right? <laughs> when, when it matters. Yeah, I mean that definitely was them this year, but they're not a loaded team. I mean they've got Mahomes and Kelsey, and that's really it. Like the rest of the team. Oh, that is, guy's actually good. He's good. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's good. What
0: position does he play?
1: He's a tight end. So. But,
0: okay. Yeah, but like I say, Exciting. as far as
1: as far as the receivers, the receivers are all garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Anyway, it was, it, like I say, I went to the bed against them and it turns out that was the smart thing to not do because.
0: Well, the smart thing to do would have been to bed, bed for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I can't bring myself to do that. So here we are. Okay.
0: Besides, this is Alabama. All that shit's illegal. Yeah. Well, not stuff. A, all that stuff. Damn, yeah. I said that right at the beginning. <laughs> oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Uh, Nobody I'm, caught that.
1: I'm pretty sure you can do it online, though. I mean, there's apps for all of that now. I'm pretty sure you can legally do that. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I, I, I don't have any of those. it's still
0: not supposed to be legal, but <coughs> I, don't, I don't
1: know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't do any of that. So I play my fantasy football, and that's it.
0: Is that legal? Actually, all that other stuff is probably going to be legal because the fantasy football is legal. Well,
1: um, like fantasy football, even the players can play fantasy football. One of the players that I had on my team this year is a huge fantasy football player. So... Um, they, they, yeah. Which I did think was strange that so they can't gamble, but they can. I mean, it's almost like a fantasy is almost like a strange form of gambling.
0: I think it's a form of gambling.
1: I, I would, I agree. So, but uh, they, they, they're Pete allowed. Pete Rose to, has
0: been kept out of the Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame because he bet for his team,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> so,
0: hmm. oh well.
1: I don't know. Strange world we live in. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I. I, I think that we should just let them all bet on their teams if they want to or against yeah. them that and you just keep track. You just like <laughs> yeah, make note of who's voting against their own team. And <laughs> yeah,
1: keep like, that in mind when the, yeah. what, as you watch them play and the
0: referees too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Those are the people really to watch.
1: Yeah. Well, those are the people that, are, <laughs> I mean, they have the biggest control over the game, yeah. you know? So.
0: Sorry. I right. hang on. I mean,
1: like, <laughs> you're right over there. No, This is, Oh, wow, you just pulled a knife on me.
0: <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I just needed to get it out from off of my belt. Well, I'm just going to
1: warn you, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Like, keep that in mind next time you pull that knife on me. <laughs> hey,
0: at this distance, I can <laughs> you get you You think you got first. the better odds? Yeah,
1: you're probably <laughs> <Absolutely>. right.
0: <laughs> at, at this <laughs> distance, I, I like my chances.
1: Yeah, you're, you're probably right about that. Uh,
0: especially in your current state. Yeah,
1: well, there's that, right? <laughs>
0: Well, I suppose that we have some things to talk about. Um, I don't know where to start. I, I think I want to start with uh, the Tucker Carlson's Putin interview. Oh, okay. Did you watch it?
1: I haven't. I do mm-hmm. plan to. I, I'd like to. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of the coverage on it, but I haven't actually taken it in myself.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> I I generally find Vladimir Putin pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um. I don't want to say I wish we had leaders like that because I don't know that that's the kind of leader that I want exactly, but I wish we had leaders that were that caliber of person. Yeah. Um, he's just, he's just impressive. He's, he's smart. He's very cool. Um, (laughs) he, uh, he's well prepared in in this case. I I think he might've been listening to our show. You think
1: so? (laughs) Yeah.
0: um, He's very good, especially when he's being challenged by Americans, when they're saying, um, you know, are you going to do this? What about this terrible thing that you did? And he said, what about this terrible thing that you did?
1: Yeah, it's really <laughs> easy to throw that one right back at us. It's It's not like we've made all kinds of righteous decisions and they're a force for good in the world. Right. You know? Right. And he And he, I wish we were, by the way. Like, for the people that are going to hail me for that, like, I wish we were, because mm-hmm. we could be. Yes. But we're clearly not.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. He's. Um, I mean, I don't know exactly what was expected. I know that some people complained about the beginning of it, where he did about uh, like forty five hundred years of <laughs> Russian history. Yeah. Uh, I get where you would find that kind of boring. You got to turn farther away. I know. Um, Just sneaks up. Yeah. Uh, I get where you would find that kind of boring. I found it really interesting. I think Russian history is is really interesting generally. So my Um,
1: understanding is he did kind of gloss over some things like, um, Stalin.
0: Okay. Um, that's probably fair. Uh,
1: I mean, that was, like I say, I haven't heard it yet, but that was just one of the commentators that was talking about was like, you know, he kind of yada yada over some areas. And that was mm. the big one, I think, was like, yeah, you know, and then Stalin took over and then he moves right past Stalin, you know, and everything that happened under him. Yeah. So, but you would expect from, I mean, he's the leader of a country. He can't sit, he's not going to, on the world stage, like he knows he was on in that interview, he's mm. not going to talk negative about his country. Like, I mean, it's just not his job. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: um, well, that's certainly true. I mean, I I would like to say that at least historically, you wouldn't have gotten a president in an interview that would like
1: no.
0: talk about George W. Bush the way that he should be talked about or, yeah, um, Woodrow Wilson or, you know, um, yeah. so I understand that. On the other hand, I do think that he he seemed to try to focus on parts of russian history that affected their relationship with ukraine. Okay. And Stalin's time didn't really. Yeah. I okay. mean, he he definitely could have talked about well as, you know, as we converted to um socialism in the soviet union, uh there you know, some people starved. I like that's <laughs> a part that got left out. That that's was not sure. mentioned, yeah. 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 And and that's relevant. Um but a lot of it was <laughs> about just kind of the Russian relationship with Ukraine, um, how the empire itself kind of grew out of Kiev to begin with and then um, moved over to Moscow, but then reintegrated that part into the into the empire and um, how the current state of Ukraine didn't exist 60 years ago. Yeah. That, uh, you know, a bunch of territory was ceded to the the states around, you know, centered in Kiev um, that didn't belong to Kiev, really, that was Russian, you know, talking about the Donbass and talking about the, yeah. the southern portion of Ukraine and Crimea and so forth. That is relevant. I mean, he certainly left out the part where there was um, they were moving ethnic Ukrainians out of that territory or um, at the very least importing russian ethnic background people into that territory to have superiority majorities yeah that's also a point that was left out i mean yeah. so yeah i i can certainly understand he did have a <coughs> he did have an agenda oh well yeah obviously i mean uh but i found it kind of interesting i mean i i there were definitely parts in there that i didn't know anything about and i've yeah. You consider yourself pretty versed, right? <laughs> well, no. I mean, that's
1: more than most, I would say. Probably
0: most more than most Americans, yeah. 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 Um, well, that's what I mean, Americans, yeah. j- But, you know, really, like I said, just because I find it interesting that such an so much of Russia is pretty inhospitable for fair portions of the year. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that that just produces an interesting kind of people.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I haven't really watched the interview, but I will say just speaking to Putin, like it is weird to see a country with like a strong leader that seems competent and like knows what he's talking about and understands the history of his country. Because that's something that um, I had mentioned to you is that I I can't imagine any U.S. representative of any caliber Mm -hmm. that could give... A good concise history of the U.S.
0: Yeah, and we've got uh, about a thousand years less of history to deal yeah, with.
1: Exactly, and because that was kind of my thing. I mean, like I say, say what you will about him, like monologuing on him, but like I say, he knows that stuff and he understands it. And I, like I say, I think you would you would struggle to find a member of Congress that could do that.
0: Yeah. Um. I it, well, and I think that there's it's a, the history of Russia is important to them. Yeah. Like, it is a part of their identity, and I think that's less true for Americans. I yeah. don't think that that was always less true for <laughs> Americans. I mean, I think for probably a couple hundred years after the founding of the U.S., the history of the U.S. was an important part of the identity of Americans. Yeah. Um. Now, it, the history of the U.S. is kind of being rejected. Yeah. And, it, you know, like, patriot is a bad word now.
1: Yeah, right.
0: And... I, I yeah I agree I think the probably the most impressive part you know you talk about him talking about roughly thirteen hundred years of Russian history um, and all the other things that he addressed through the course of a two hour and fifteen minute interview or two hour and ten minute interview whatever it was
1: yeah.
0: he sat down there he had no notes yeah he yeah. he wasn't referencing anything he was. He yeah. was just he was just talking off the top just of his head. Just off the dome. Yeah. And it's not like <clears throat> you can't assume that he didn't prepare. <clears throat> like he had an agenda, of course, and he I'm sure he's you know, he studied up on Tucker and <coughs> tried to figure out what kinds of questions he would likely be having to answer and yeah. he certainly steered the conversation in in ways. Um, if there was something that he didn't want to address directly, I guess, but uh, even that is kind of impressive to sit down there with a with an interviewer who at least can be harsh. Yeah, I don't think that Tucker was particularly in this case, although he challenged him. Yeah. Um, but I, and generally, I think that Tucker Carlson's a, a fairly smart guy. I. I don't know, I can say if I can say that with any real authority like I've barely watched Tucker Carlson,
1: but he, the the I I don't watch a lot of Tucker, but what I've watched of him I consider him to be an intelligent guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, he seems like somebody who does his research and at least prepares and has things in his head and yeah. is able to challenge the people that he's interviewing and so forth. And yeah. I think that one of the things that was clear there is that uh, Vladimir Putin's a lot smarter than him.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is just I mean, what it just, is yeah
0: yeah um <coughs> but there were some interesting things that came out of that too i i mean I, you know again probably if you're listening to our show they weren't there wasn't any groundbreaking no revelations yeah. yeah but um you know he was very clear about uh the west and Boris Johnson specifically ending um ending the peace negotiations that they had just a couple of months into the war in Ukraine. Yeah. And that they had a tentative agreement that was hundreds of pages, uh, that had been signed by the negotiator from Ukraine, that they had a a deal on the table that people had on the whole
1: accepted.
0: Yeah. I mean, details to be worked out, I'm sure, but yeah, like, but a good you know, for framework. For the most part. Yeah. A strong framework for peace. Yeah. That was accepted by both sides. That got submarined by the West. Yeah. I mean, we knew that already, but he, you know. Yeah. Um he he talked about the West destroying Nord Stream. That was actually kinda interesting yeah. part just because of <coughs> the way he was teasing Tucker Carlson about,
1: about doing it.
0: About well, no, about Trying to join the CIA, wanting to be a CIA guy. (laughs) He, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not totally. I think he was making fun of everybody in that. It was. It seemed good natured. Yeah. Like a charismatic way of teasing. Yeah. Um, Tucker Carlson about wanting to be a CIA, and and he was, you know, he's like CIA is a strong organization, and. Um, I understand that you tried to join them, uh, back in the day. It's a good thing for everybody that they didn't let you in. And like, you know, kind of, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, know. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and he didn't, I mean, something interesting out of that is that he didn't have any proof either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, if he'd had proof, he would have presented it there. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. That would and have been doesn't. an opportunity. Yeah. Um,
0: but he, you know, he went through it the same way that we kind of did at the very beginning when it first happened and they were all blaming Russia. And we were like, well, wait a minute, let, let's back up here and see who stands to gain. Yeah. And. Yeah. Um, Follow the money, man. Yeah. Russia certainly didn't stand to gain and Europe didn't stand to gain either. The, yeah. the country that st- stood to gain the most, the countries that stood to gain the most were the Ukraine and the U.S. And the Ukraine doesn't really have the capability.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and by the way, we talked about submarine and that thing for a long time. It's I mean that yeah, oh, yeah, there's yeah, plenty yeah. of like Biden's on record just kind of insinuating that yeah. something bad might we happen. We will
0: end the Nord Stream. Problem. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a really I thought it was a really fascinating interview, and I thought he came off as being very impressive and very reasonable. And another one of the important things that came out of it. Was um, he expressed a willingness to negotiate and yeah. said we've never turned down negotiations on this? Yeah, um, that we want to see a, <laughs> a a settled peace agreement in Ukraine. Yeah. But he said, you know, look, we have been, but they're pressured, there, but over they're there and for and a reason. Yeah, we we've been pressured yeah. over and over and over and over again. Yeah, um, that. You, you know, you claim all this extra territory, and then you put missiles down, and then you support the um, the uh, Chechenian revolution, and then you put more missiles down, and then you accept countries that we said can never be a part of NATO, a, a lot, an alliance against us. You reject us. You you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there, you you accused us of rigging your election. I mean, I don't know if he mentioned that. I don't but, remember that coming up. But, but I'm just saying, like, like that's that's a thing.
0: Yeah. So um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. People should yeah. listen to it. You know. Yeah. The guy comes off as being totally reasonable.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but he. St- stood up there with all the world to see and said, Hey, we're ready to negotiate a peace agreement here. And we yeah. were ready to negotiate one before. And we had one and you guys ended it. And yeah. it so who's being unreasonable here? Yeah. No, well, it's, it's a question worth considering <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so that's, that's really all I've got about that, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, is, was there something in the coverage you looked at that,
1: no, I mean, yeah. like I say, I mean, really kind of what I was saying before with just, it's, it it is annoying to me being an American that, that none of our elites are nearly that impressive. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just, uh, I mean, that was my big thing about it. Like, it just, it, it's like, it's frustrating. Like, I mean, we've got people in this country that are like that. Mm. They're just not in Congress. Yeah. <laughs> or running for president. Yeah, or, they, you know. they
0: haven't really assumed leadership roles, at least not in, Yeah. At the federal level, I, um, well, I, you know, I've said for a long time that uh, democracy attracts exactly the wrong kind of person yeah. to be a leader. So, yeah. So maybe we should move more into the Russian style. I'm, I'm shaking my head yeah, here. I don't, I don't, mean
1: I don't know about all that either, I mean, but yeah, <laughs>
0: no, not real excited about that prospect either, but
1: yeah.
0: Uh, it, it certainly produces more impressive leaders.
1: Yeah, oh,
0: something to that. Yeah, <laughs> Um, that wasn't always true though. We had impressive leaders at one time. Yeah, I, I guess the the system just degrades. It's well, like what it's, I was talking well, about. Well, the culture
1: the, though. Like the culture is mm-hmm. degrading too.
0: Well, but the the system degraded first though. I think the kind of people that were in office. Yeah became less impressive before our culture started to fall apart. I I mean, it's like what I was talking about with the um, family and children's services last week, that it's a good organization right now because it doesn't have a lot of money, but if it got a lot of money, I imagine it would draw the The kind of corruption into its ranks that, (coughs) that any well-funded government organization does. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, that's just how it works is where, and it's not to say that that doesn't work the same in, and for those of you that pointed out to me that, yeah, it works the same in, in private business too. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Like it does. Um, wherever the money is draws in corruption. Yeah. It, it's true. Private yeah. or public. Yeah. Um, the difference is one of those groups has authority over me Yeah. and one doesn't. And one of those groups is limited by the market and one isn't.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: And so it's not to say that there's not corruption in, in private business that, where there's a lot of money. There absolutely is. But the, the level of corruption is limited in some way by the fact that they still have to have <laughs> customers.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's still a cleansing mechanism Mm -hmm. where government has no cleansing
0: mechanism. Exactly, except for voting, but nobody knows what they're voting about anyway.
1: Yeah, well, and and I think that's even a cop out. I mean, I I mean, look at because you have to look at though
0: in this county. Yeah, three quarters of the votes cast in any election are straight ticket votes. They don't even know the names of the people they're voting for.
1: Yeah, it's got got to be red
0: Mm -hmm. or blue. I mean, it's it's like sixty six percent red and like. 10% 10% blue, roughly, That yeah. uh, how the straight ticket voter straight goes. Straight ticket but, goes, yeah. Um, but still, that's three out of four people that went in there and didn't even read the names on the ballot.
1: <laughs> yeah, <All> right. <laughs> like the the minimum requirement that you would ask of any citizen. Yeah. The, know the, know the name would. of the person you want to vote for. Right. Um, man, like I can't imagine a lower bar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, so yeah, straight ticket voting sucks. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's stupid. <laughs> so I um I I would find it interesting if uh not not to take away political parties. I don't think that you can take away political parties. People are going to naturally group together into organizations that support the same things. That's fine. Yeah. I don't have any problem with political parties. I think that it would be interesting though is if they just took the political party affiliation off of the ballot. Yeah. Still have the names on there. But yeah. Take the affiliation off of the ballot so that you at least have to know who your guy is. Well, and, and get <laughs> the,
1: let's it. get the government out of that business anyway. Like, yeah. because the government runs the primaries for the red and the blue. Right. So, like, that's never made any sense to me. I still don't, I, to this day, I don't understand that. Yes. How,
0: everybody remember that the red and the blue are private organizations.
1: Yeah, they're private organizations, but their they're elections. Clubs. yeah, They're Yeah, and their elections are held with public funds through the public sector. System that which which on on its face sounds like oh well that's good that way we have good clean elections but at the same time it's like yeah but why why is it their business to do that they don't do that for the libertarians yeah libertarians got to figure it out
0: and they still don't have good clean elections doesn't matter like the primary well, yeah. system's all kind of messed up
1: oh exactly <laughs> so like it, it just it doesn't it's a strange way of doing things
0: yeah so. Well, um, some more big news uh, was Trump's um, banning <laughs> from the ballot in Colorado went to the Supreme Court. There's been yeah. some back and forth over the last week or so on that. This seems like, a, this, seems like it, this case is decided already. Yeah, I mean um, that's
1: definitely what it what it seemed like from the questions and the responses and stuff.
0: Yeah, it seems like for the worst the, like the most divided this case could end up being is like
1: 7-2. Yeah. And I think I mean there's a lot of people saying that that's not even going to be the case. No, I don't think that, that it will. That that it least, could actually end up
0: unanimous. Like that was, would be really interesting. Um essentially the arguments from the Supreme Court are that that this gave gives the states too much power to decide for single states to decide the presidency essentially. Yeah. Um, that, that that individual states can't decide the presidency. There's also concern that if you allow Colorado to make this decision, that other states will remove the candidate that they don't like. And then you just have like, you know, 10 states that (laughs) have both candidates on the ballot and that's who's deciding the presidency. I don't think that's actually how it would work. Um, I think that you would actually see the big blue states dominate because of that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, California, New York, uh, Illinois, you know, Yeah. there's, um, you know, Texas is purple enough that I don't think that they could get away with it. And Florida is also, yeah and the rest of your really big states. Florida's pretty red in these days. Well, that's true. Well, they they supported DeSantis pretty strongly for the governorship. I don't think that...
1: That they're as red as you think. I don't know. Well... That's an interesting thing that only time will tell because there is there is a case to be made that a lot of people a lot of red folks moved to Florida during the pandemic.
0: Well, yeah, that might be. Um, I mean, but Libertarians uh, libertarians been moving to New Hampshire for a while. Yeah, and <laughs> well, and that's the reason
1: I say it's a time will tell thing. Like, I don't know if there's really anything to that, but there's at least a case to be made for that.
0: Yeah, um, I I think that that kind of system would result in. A biden re-election yeah but i don't know i because it seems to me that most of the big states are blue are blue yeah
1: no there's definitely or enough of a mix that
0: that it, you know, would work out that, that way they, that they wouldn't end up putting somebody off of the ballot
1: yeah
0: um so i i don't know though uh the the point is well made however that I, this is the argument that I think that they should be making. And it's not to say that it hasn't been a part of it. It just seems to be, have been a smaller part of it. Um, is that the state can't, the states can't remove a candidate from the ballot for a federal crime that he hasn't even been charged with. Yeah. (laughs) That's the way I would take it. Like the Colorado Supreme Court, Court can't decide that Biden or that Trump was responsible for an insurrection if he, he wasn't even charged by the feds with an insurrection. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: He wasn't even charged.
1: Yeah. Let alone convicted. Yeah, exactly.
0: So uh, that that seems to me to be the approach that I would take <laughs> is that okay, um, a state can't hold a a candidate. Um, liable for federal charges that weren't even filed.
1: Right. I mean, seems... that seems
0: like the easy way to to argue this to me. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be interesting when they put out their, their final opinion um, how narrow it is, because I suspect that they will keep it very narrow. Yeah. It would be interesting if they made it a little broader about, you know, states not being able to remove candidates from the process um, or, or I don't know, you know, uh just, but I, I suspect that it's going to be a very narrow decision so they don't um impinge too much on States. Sovereignty. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with this court.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: So, but we'll see what happens. They, they expect to have their opinion out before super Tuesday, which they kind of have to, <coughs>
1: when is Super Tuesday? Uh,
0: March something, March 5th, March, oh, I don't wow. know, early March.
1: Early March, okay. It's yeah. not far away.
0: Nope. So, um, but that's been kind of an interesting process that's been going on. Yeah. Do you want to play a clip before we talk about Israel some more? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. We can talk about a little economics before we go into Israel. All right. That sounds um, like fun. I I pulled this this clip from No Agenda a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this uh, you know, um, Zoomers on TikTok complaining about capitalism. You'll hear. Here it
1: is. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. I don't know who needs to hear this, but the majority of your struggles are because of capitalism. Having to spend the majority of your life in forced labor because getting your physiological needs met is gay kept behind a paywall is not how humans should be living their lives.
0: Humans really have to pay money to stay alive. We have to pay for food. We have to pay for water. We have to pay for shelter. The universe put us on Earth, a planet that has everything humans need to survive, and yet we've evolved to the point where we have to pay money to stay alive.
1: And we're working 40 to 60 hours a week, like on average, and we cannot afford to live. Like, we just do not make enough to pay rent, to pay for food. Everything is so expensive right now, and wages are not keeping up with the cost of living. And I think to myself, is it depression, or is it just the reality we're living in and accept?
0: I think some of these kids maybe need to look into prehistory.
1: Yeah, all right.
0: Um, well, I know for not- a
1: fact the one guy thinks it's too easy to live. Like that, that he's never been camping. Like he's never, <laughs> yeah. he's never been out in the woods oh. for like a week.
0: Yeah, forget prehistory. Just like send them on a camping trip, the boy scouts.
1: Yeah, no yeah. joke, man. You'll find out real quick. Surviving is this planet may give you everything
0: you need. Yeah, it's all. But there. you gotta go get it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is what they don't understand: is that they're trading labor for needs. Yeah, and before the market you had to trade labor for needs. <laughs> <laughs> the, this is, this is never yeah. T- now, there's some points made in there that, I mean, they're right about some things <coughs> like, well, um, that was, and that
1: was what I was going to say as well. Like it's, I do understand it, it's, it's weird to wrap that message in that, that message is wrapped in some real problems. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, the, the wage is not keeping up thing for real. Like that's, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we've got a lot of problems but they're not problems <laughs> they're all problems created through government. They're not problems that are going to be solved through government. And the implication I'm at least taking away from what they're trying to say is that government can do something about this.
0: Yeah, it's capitalism's fault and the government could fix it. Yeah. That's that's kind of the point. Um that I got out of it too. There's a yeah. second part it's just more boring. Yeah. so uh, <laughs> I don't want to play it. Um we're not a clip show so. Yeah but I, I did want that one out there. Yeah, they're right. Um that wages aren't keeping up with the price of goods. Um but this is this is a problem that's created by uh the Federal Reserve. Yeah. Um the the, <coughs> um, the manipulation of the money supply by the government. And I know there's going to be people uh, like I've had even libertarians just like get on to me about the Federal Reserve is a private organization. <laughs> Okay. Technically, yes.
1: Yeah, if you want to read like the letter of the law, but like it's.
0: But yeah, the board is appointed by the government. It's all like. It,
1: yeah, whatever. it's it's far from a private inner. It's it's not it's not laissez-faire. Yeah, it's free a, market. It,
0: this is a truly fascist bank. Yeah, that's what it really is. Yeah, absolutely. So fine, yes, it's technically private, but it's controlled by the government. So I don't, you know, it, yeah. they are not an independent bank. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there are definitely some problems in there and and I think that those problems are uh, demonstrably caused by the actions of government not by the free market. I mean, we're so far from a free market. And the thing that they don't understand, it seems to me, is how much better lives became for people once markets were established. Yeah. And those early market like there's a huge difference between people specializing and going out and um and finding food or growing crops or whatever and bringing it to a central place where you can trade something for those things instead of having to gather all that stuff yourself yeah Uh, and that is the beginning of capitalism right there yeah what you're talking about in a in a market there that's (laughs) the beginnings of capitalism um and what capitalism developed into was people specializing using the uh, resources that they were able to, um, to accumulate their capital to invest, to create more resources. It made all of us wealthier. Yeah. And it's not to say that there's not problems with capitalism. There certainly are, <laughs> but they're kind of, you know, what we promote the free market, you know, free enterprise, laissez faire form of capitalism has made everybody wealthier. Yeah. And, Again, so I, I wrote my thesis, my senior thesis in college, about um, how farming was so terrible for us, yeah, uh, but that it was a necessity. But the problem was that um, foraging cultures tend to work roughly twenty-five to thirty hours a week. Yeah. Um, that includes travel time, preparation time, everything. Like every everything beyond that twenty-five to thirty hours a week was free time. Wow but this is subsistence <laughs> living. This it's is like, like hand to mouth, yeah, right? This yeah. is subsistence living. Yeah. And I understand that's also what they're complaining about here is that they're, they feel like they're living subsistently. Is that, would that be the phrase? Yeah. Um, now, and to some degree that they, they are, but they are far wealthier than any of those groups than the, like Kungsan or something in, in sub-Saharan Africa that are still living like, as a foraging, foraging. culture. Yeah. Um, you know, they have their cell phones and their TVs and their, you know, all their entertainment and so forth. Air conditioning. They're, yeah. They're going out <laughs> drinking at nights, probably. They're, you know, yeah. So, yeah, you're still wealthier than all those people. You want to go back to that, then you're just like really romanticizing the past in a way that you don't understand. And yeah. you're right. They probably just need to go camping for a week. Yeah.
1: I think you'll find out real quick how how all this works. Yeah, this planet may give you everything you need, but you gotta go get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the fish don't (laughs) hop into your boat. The deer doesn't dive onto your fire. Like,
1: it's it it takes work. Yep, you know.
0: Um, why? Water doesn't fall from the sky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, okay. I, maybe it does I may need to fact check that last
1: <laughs> one. <laughs> there was one in there that I feel like I don't know. I've seen it before.
0: Yeah. yeah that, well, okay. Fine. But even so, like gathering water, you can it's say water is everywhere. Yeah, it is. Not but, drinkable water. Yeah, exactly. You have to do things to make it drinkable. Yeah. Um, starting a fire without a lighter. Or matches is way harder than you think.
1: Oh yeah, no, done yeah, I've it. done it before. <laughs> I was gonna say I've done it before too. It Even sucks. flint and steel, yeah. like, oh yeah,
0: you know. But if you're if you're doing friction to create oh, a fire, yeah, that that'll wear you out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a lot of labor I, involved there's a in lot that. Of lab- <laughs> yeah. A lot of labor.
0: <laughs> so, so um, I don't know. Just like wake up, kids. Yeah. The,
1: well, the scary your, your the-
0: view of this world is. <laughs> severely skewed in a way and at a level of naivete that I can't even articulate.
1: Yeah. The scary thing is, is that, that the message is wrapped in truth and Mm -hmm. that, that people, a lot of people are latching onto this idea and this concept that, you know, uh, we shouldn't have to do this and, you know, capitalism's so bad and it's not capitalism. It's, and what we have is, is so far from capitalism, it's just crazy.
0: Oh, it's a form of capitalism.
1: Yeah, it's like cronyism.
0: Yeah. Well that's that's the word that I've always preferred for our yeah. the system that we're that we're actually on the whole, I guess, functioning under. But but yeah. most interactions still are voluntary. Are are free market ish. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Um I think I don't even remember if this came up that recently. I, I feel like it did, but I'm gonna repeat myself if that's the case. So you even talk about, um, well, food's so expensive, like, but I have yeah. to buy food. Yeah. But which foods you buy are still an option. Like there's still a lot of choice out there and you can yeah. shift your buying habits into things that are less expensive. Yeah. Um, all these things are kind of coming up and down at the same, you know, at the same time. They're not, they're not synchronized though. Yeah. So what, what was it? A year or so ago, eggs had suddenly become really expensive. Yeah, they had
1: gotten crazy expensive.
0: I'm like, okay, well, you can get your protein from other places. Yeah. Um, so now eggs are back down, I think. They,
1: I, they were until like a week or two ago. I think they've, they've, they've started to creep back up again. Okay.
0: Well, yeah. I have a mild egg allergy, so I don't...
1: So you don't buy eggs. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't buy eggs. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, luckily, I can still eat things that have eggs in them, but if I like consume more than one egg...
1: It's a problem for you.
0: Yeah, I'm like doubled over in pain. But um, so I avoid that. (laughs) Yeah. So eggs aren't really my thing. But, you know, you can switch from... You can even just switch brands on a lot of things. Like if you're just buying macaroni and cheese or whatever, you can go from Annie's or uh craft or Velveeta or whatever to the store brands or something like that. It's all the same plastic. Yeah. I, uh, it's all the
1: same plastic. <laughs> yes it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's not really true. I actually like annies. Annies is oh, good. Oh yeah.
1: Um yeah that'll mean they ain't full of plastic.
0: Uh, yeah. Well they say it's organic, but who
1: knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows exactly. Yeah, who
0: knows? Um, you know, the fruits you buy can change depending on season. Like if you're intent on always buying strawberries, there's part of the year where that's going to be expensive.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, but you can shift with the seasons, whatever's in season, whatever's cheaper. I, I just like you don't have to buy the same things all the time. And so you can say that, yeah, food's expensive, and but I have to buy food. But you yeah. you can buy cheaper food.
1: Well, and that's the glory of living in a free country. Mm-hmm. You know, you can no, nobody's
0: telling you what you have to buy and what you have to do. If only we lived in a free country. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, cause I have to buy insurance and I have to, buy, there's a lot of things that a I lot have, of things to you buy. have to buy. Fair enough. Required by law. <laughs> um, yeah. so, but that's exactly the point, right? Like those, that's not yeah. free market.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, like healthcare is a good example that, of, mm-hmm. and there's plenty of other, other ones too. The more the government gets involved, the more problems that are created. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean like, like healthcare is kind of like a, I don't know, like I fear it's at some kind of tipping point or something. Like I mean it's, it's definitely getting worse and worse. It's not getting better.
0: Yeah. I mean the biggest rise in my health care costs happened when uh the Obama administration passed the Affordable Care Act.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well and it's and it's ironic. Con- huh? And it's continued from there. Like yeah. I mean it's gotten steadily worse and worse. And the quality of the the insurance is worse. You're paying more for worse insurance.
0: Well, and I it's it's interesting to listen to um dr ron paul yeah. talk about the changes in healthcare costs over the years over his career yeah and the causes um i can't repeat all that because i just i don't have the because you just the had, same level you, of you don't have for. the
1: same lived experience that yeah. he does
0: um but like go listen to him talk about that he'll tell you oh yeah well back before the government got involved a lot of services were offered for free for people that couldn't pay mm-hmm. you know there wasn't this big problem. All services were less expensive. Of course, you know, technology has developed too, but the general trend of technology is that it's expensive when it's first introduced, and as it becomes streamlined and the, the resources are available, so essentially, like, you discover a new way of, um, of taking images. Like, all right, at first there's not a whole lot of machines that do that. You know, so they're expensive. But as more and more machines get out there, then the cost goes down, the cost goes down, the cost yeah, goes down. Yeah, over time, the cost goes down. Yeah. You know, TVs, when they were, those flat screen TVs, when they first oh, were man. introduced were.
1: Astronomical.
0: Yeah. Ridiculously expensive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now they're you can dis-
0: buy like a 40 something inch TV for a couple hundred dollars. I was
1: gonna say they're disposable at this point. Yeah. Yeah. If your it, TV it, breaks, you're not calling somebody out or you're not calling the repairman.
0: Exactly. You just <laughs> throw it in the trash and buy another one. That, exactly. Which is sad in its own way. But <laughs> yeah, it is. But yeah, but it is the truth. The last generation of people that know how things work. Yeah. Um, you know, phones might as well be magic to millennials and zoomers. It's just, uh, yeah. um, well, they're kind of magic to me, I'll, I'll admit but i have some understanding of like transistors and
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and going back to the healthcare thing um you'd be doing good nowadays to find a doctor that's not part of some like infirmary or one of these big groups yeah. like there's just not that many private practices anymore they do still exist but man like they're there's, the minority
0: they're very very few now that's absolutely true um, the, the, and this area is dominated by two companies
1: yep yeah, and if you work in that field, hang on because they've got you. Yep. That's that's the big thing that, and that, it became
0: worse during COVID.
1: Oh yeah, it got way worse during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, that, they took over a bunch of, of things, and it's it sucks if you work in those fields because if you have a falling out with, let's just say like infirmary or whatever group you're with, there's only one other group to go with because you can't get a job anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's insane. Um, that's. That's how monopolies work. And the thing is, is it's, it's not, this isn't a monopoly that's forming through a free market. Mm-hmm. It's because the government is so involved that, the, that I mean, it's becoming monopolized.
0: Yeah. It, it became more monopolized during COVID because the government <coughs> was giving out so much money. Yeah. And the, these big companies got so much money that oh, they yeah. were able to buy out little private practices everywhere.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. So, um anyway, I just I, I found that interesting that they there's I don't know how it, it's hard to push back against the narrative that this is all because of the of capitalism.
1: Yeah. Because
0: to some degree they're right. It is partly because of capitalism, but not the kind of capitalism that we promote. Not a free market capitalism. It's a captive yeah. capitalism. It's cronyism. Yeah. And um the government <laughs> in, involvement create so many of these problems. And that if you could just get government out of it, a lot of these problems would resolve themselves.
1: Yeah. The problem is, is the, the issue is getting the government out of anything that it's currently involved mm-hmm. in. And Which that's, is
0: why I was making the argument to you last week about immigration, that, yeah. you know, the answer isn't to strengthen the power of the government and law enforcement on the borders. Yeah. Because once that's done, it's done. Yeah. Like, there's no bringing it back. No, there's no getting control of the border and then letting go. Yeah. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. Any powers that you give them to control the border, they will always have.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm okay with them controlling the border. So.
0: But that—that's not the only use for those powers, though. Yeah. You no, know. No, I agree with that.
1: Uh, yeah. There, I'm with you.
0: <laughs> so that's the danger. Yeah. Um. Okay. One more thing. When we. All right. What wrap else? Up. What else you got? Uh. Just this UNRWA, UNRWA, um, the UN Relief Organization that uh, UNRWA is. What is the UN Relief? (coughs) I don't remember what the acronym stands for exactly. But anyway, um, Israel uh, has claimed that UNRWA, um, that some employees of UNRWA were responsible or, excuse me, involved in the October 7th attacks. Okay. And in response to that, the U.S. and some other Western countries has withdrawn support to this relief organization.
1: Okay, so it is like a relief
0: organization. It's a relief organization. Yeah. Um, Now, UNRWA themselves have said that they, um, that they term, that uh, terminated sounds bad in this context, so I'm going to use a different word, that they fired uh, the, like, dozen Roughly employees that um, Israel said were was involved in some way with the attacks. Yeah. And they're they're making the claim that they like use the relief organization to smuggle weapons into Gaza or something, you know, something along it does those lines. seem like
1: if you're going to do that, that'd be a good way to do it. Sure. Uh, now, I'm sure they're not the first ones to think of this.
0: Yeah. UNRWA has <coughs> thousands of employees. Yeah, and the Israel accused like a dozen of them, and UNRWA immediately fired them. Yeah. Now Israel has not provided any evidence.
1: Okay. So no it's, evidence. So it's all accusation.
0: It's all accusation. They've provided no evidence whatsoever of these claims that they're making. Yeah. Um, but just making the claim was enough to cost
1: some people their jobs.
0: To cost some people their jobs, and f- to cost the organization itself a lot of money. Um, yeah. you, like I said, U S pulled out of support for UNWA yeah. and some other, uh, nations did as well. Um, even though they don't have any evidence of this yeah. and the Israel has been using this as an excuse to prevent aid crossing the border into Gaza. That's interesting. Yeah. So we are getting to the point where, um, people in Gaza are starting to die of, uh, starvation and so forth.
1: Yeah, so um, I heard something like over fifty percent of the homes in Gaza were the, have been destroyed.
0: Yeah, I've heard it's something like like sixty plus percent of residential buildings have been destroyed in Gaza.
1: So you've got to think, like, so even if the war if if Israel pulled out and just like like quit attacking today, mm-hmm. like this isn't going to end for a long time.
0: Yeah, a bunch of people are homeless. Yeah, uh, no water, no power, no food.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, theoretically, even if Israel, like, turned the table and decided that they were going to go in and start helping them and, and, and doing all these things for the Palestinians, there's still going to be massive casualties for yes. years to come here. Yeah. Um, and that's if we don't, if they were going to turn on the head and do the right thing, which clearly they're not. Um, I mean, I just, that, to me, that seems like enough in itself to call this a genocide.
0: Well, if you want to add a little bit more support to that, besides what we've already given in previous podcasts, Idemar um, Ben-Gavir, who's the Minister of National Security, in the last week said, uh, we should just shoot women and children who get too close to the border fence. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. <laughs> said exactly that. Like,
1: <laughs> that Those were his words.
0: Yeah. If If they get too close to the border, <laughs> we should just shoot the women and children.
1: Wow. That's... Yeah, and I'm a bit of a border hawk, and I think that's extreme.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you weren't uh, you weren't supporting uh, Donald Trump's put alligators in the moat and uh, uh, broken glass on the top of the wall or whatever. Only only as a deterrent. (laughs) Okay, right, right. Um, I'm sure that's how Edomar Ben Gavir meant it too. he was was just saying it in publicly so that the, the so people wouldn't do it. Palestinians wouldn't do it, even though you know. Yeah. they don't have any internet or
1: any way power. to get the message. Right. right.
0: <laughs> so, wow. um, yeah, they're, uh, they're doing everything they can to limit any aid going into Gaza. And, uh, we talked about Yemen a couple of weeks ago too. I think that was before the interview. It's so it's been a month. um, But they had almost 400,000 dead in Yemen, and half of them were due to starvation and disease and so forth. And so you already have—we're on 30,000, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um, Palestinian civilians dead. Maybe they're not all civilians, fine, but something like 70% of them are. Yeah, exactly. Um, at at the very least, actually, that's a yeah. conservative estimate. 70% of them, Cause 70% of them are women and children. Yeah. Um, I, I heard, I think it's, it's definitely over 12,000 <laughs> kids dead at this point. And that's from the bombing. Yeah. And so this is a, this is a small population to begin with. It's just over 2 million. Uh, it's two and a quarter million. Well, not anymore. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they've already lost 30,000 from direct action by the israelis and now we're looking at starvation and disease and so forth taking over yeah and i um, mean i just
1: i don't see how you call it any more than what it is yeah. like i mean it's just i mean i know that there's strict defin the the un uses strict definitions for these things but i just mm-hmm. under any definition i don't see how it's anything other than um genocide yeah
0: um I, yeah i don't know how you can yeah, I don't know how you can call it that. I mean, I've been no. trying to be very fair about this and not go overboard because I think that's a word that's used too. much.
1: It's thrown around a lot. I agree, but I mean, because I, mean,
0: I was I was speaking go, against it in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, to ev- but evidence to support my position is that that in the first month in Gaza, they killed more women and children than Russia's killed in Ukraine in two years.
1: Yeah, like I mean, it's just. I don't know. Like I said, I mean, just the case that we've laid out here so briefly just seems to make make the case for me. I don't know. Yeah, I just.
0: Um, but we're, you know, we're that. Well, I guess that's the other the last thing to say is that the um, the Senate at least just passed the bill spending tens <laughs> of tens of billions of dollars on aid to all these countries yeah. including no millions. wait Sorry. Mil, mil
1: military aid or are we
0: Yeah, it was like fourteen. It's like fourteen now I'm stuck. Is it billion or a million? I have no like, clue. I'm trying to think of what we usually give. Um I know they I think have... that we usually we usually give like three billion in aid to uh Ukraine. To no no to uh Israel every year oh, for do military we? aid. Okay. Um and it's fourteen now. Oh, so like that's... in this bill. And yeah, it has to be right. Like, yeah, because they're, they're trying to pay Ukraine for a year. So 60 million wouldn't be enough. It had to be 60 billion, right? Yeah, I would think so. Gosh, I wish I'd written that down though. Just now I'm kind of confused about it. It's gotta be billions though. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, they just, they just did an aid package to Israel, Ukraine, um, Taiwan and, uh, AUKUS, which is our military alliance with, um, the UK and Australia. Yeah. Uh, for close to a hundred billion dollars total. Wow. Um, and that has I that passed both chambers billion. or just? I, I know it's passed the Senate.
1: Oh, but it don't get through the House.
0: I don't know about the House. I'd,
1: I'd I would be shocked. I mean, the House I is wouldn't. the House is a shit show, dude. Um, and that's good, I like, already
0: said that word once
1: well yeah, might as well roll with it, right, yeah, but it is like I mean, it's like nothing's getting through the house like that. I mean, I could be wrong, like I say, I know you say you wouldn't be surprised, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either, but I just don't see it um yeah. because there's enough
0: I'm sorry, I heard that oh, gosh, I wish I'd written i was I heard that report when I was not in a position to write anything down, so the numbers are are
1: escaping you, yes. Wow. Um, it's too much, at any rate.
0: Yeah, it's definitely too much. It's <laughs> yeah, far too much, um, especially for a lost war in Ukraine and to support a <laughs> a genocide in Gaza and to antagonize the Chinese into a war in in the East. I'll just say generally because both the AUKUS payments and the Taiwan payments are are both an, antagonistic towards China. Yeah. So. I don't know why we're so intent on, uh, and just, uh... well, okay. So this is one of the points that, that Putin made over and over again. Yeah. Um, as he said, look, if, if you want to, you have to accept that the world's changing. Yeah. That there are other players, that there's other nations out there that want to say in things besides the United States. If you approach every problem from an imperialist perspective, you're going to have problems if yeah. you if you approach the problem through uh you know wanting to be diplomatic and to to trade and to accept that other nations have interests too yeah then we can move forward but yeah. if everything is about what the us wants and it's the us's way or nobody else's <coughs> you're not going to solve anything
1: no you're just going to create more problems mm-hmm. and the thing i'd remind everybody is this is being done in our name like this is done like like in, in the name of, of our country. Like this isn't just like
0: And with our money.
1: With our money and and it makes us look bad. Like it's just I don't I, I don't know. It irritates me that that we can have the arrogance we do.
0: Yeah. It's hard not to look at US foreign policy and say we're just a bully.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and we don't have to be that way. That's yeah. what that's what gets me is like we there are other options. Mm-hmm. Um but like I say there's no there's no will right now in in Congress, at least to to go that a different direction. Now I think the people want a different direction, but it just goes to show how well democracy works. Yeah. Because like we're not going to get it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean it's. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, uh, um, just as one final note to close up here, uh, <coughs> I did watch Dave Smith's interview with rfkj about the gaza thing oh did you yeah
1: um so what did you think because i i thoroughly enjoyed it
0: yeah i did too i found it really interesting um i i got a kick out of the vice president talk at the beginning <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that made me laugh um yeah. that was it was kind of dark but uh I, i'm mm. glad that i'm glad that rfkj can joke about can some laugh of these about things the, yeah. i mean it has been 60 years you know like yeah um it uh, I, I thought that they both made good cases. I mean, I, like, I come down with Dave, I there were some, <laughs> I was frustrated with both of them at points during the, yeah. the discussion, yeah. Um, certainly. But uh, but it was very interesting, and it, it was um, it was a good representation of both sides of the argument, I thought. So Yeah, uh, well, that I do was, recommend that was to my, people to go listen.
1: That was my takeaway. That's the reason mm-hmm. I had kind of pushed you to listen to it, yeah. was because I, I felt like RFK made that case better than anybody I've heard.
0: Yeah. And I like that at the end of it, he said that Dave made his side of the case better than anybody he'd heard.
1: Yeah. I mean that's that's the reason, like I say, I recommend so. it that you I definitely recommend it to the listeners. Dave mm-hmm. Smith, part of the problem. Just look for the episode with RFK.
0: Well, there's been like five episodes with yeah, RFK. Yeah, but the most, the most recent, most recent one. one.
1: Yeah, the most recent one.
0: Um, um into January, early February. I don't remember when it was. Yeah. But um. Uh, yes. Um yes, it was definitely worth the listen. It was both both of them were presenting good information. Yeah, um, I
1: wish they had like signed up to do a longer podcast. Like, yeah. had had went like two hours on that because they mm-hmm. both had so much to say and they were kind of, kind of bickering with the, each other to get their points in. Mm-hmm. Like a longer form thing would have been nice.
0: There. Yeah. Well, and uh, maybe something with a moderator would have been better.
1: Yeah, to to control the conversation. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I mean it's Dave's podcast, and I felt like he gave RFK a lot of room to yes, I agree to talk. Um, but, it, but he said in the podcast after that, Dave did, that it was hard for him that like, cause like he's...
0: Well, you can see it on his face.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, well, he also, oh, you, I, so, I listened, listen to audio, so I listened, so I listened, but right. Dave said the same thing. So one of the responses he had gotten back from people was the faces he was making throughout. Yeah. And Dave was like, I didn't realize that. But after watching it, he's like, I apologize. He was like, I didn't, he's like, all of that was natural. He was like, he, he was like, that's just... That was how I felt, and I was apparently expressing
0: it. <laughs> yeah. You there, you actually hear it at one point um, where uh, there's some history thing that <coughs> RKJ is talking about. And <laughs> and he's like I see you shaking your head so I know you disagree with my interpretation yeah. or whatever. Cuz yeah, cuz Dave was sitting there just just, just shaking his re- head yeah, yeah,
1: eyes on the back of his head. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um but it was it was definitely a worthy listen. So yeah. so people should listen to that. It's a it's a good one. Yeah. Um no matter what side you're on, you're like said, pretty both well both sides are well so.
1: represented, I thought. So.
0: Oh. Um yeah, so that, I guess that's the last little bit. I just wanted to put that out there before we... I didn't want to talk yeah. about it. I just wanted to put that out there for our listeners to to check out Dave Smith's Part of the Problem with RFKJ from either end of January or early February. Yeah. Um, it is on Gaza. It is absolutely worth a listen if you have any interest.
1: Yeah. I mean, this in is in a, it's a big deal. Like mm-hmm. I we're spending,
0: we're spending at least 14...
1: Yeah. We're, we're literally we're spending at least 14 million, but I think it's 14 billion. Well, well we're <laughs> bankrupting this. the country to do this. Yeah. So it's, it's worth having an opinion on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that.
0: Yeah. So. Certainly. Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap up. Um, okay. So uh, you can follow us on Facebook. You can subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, <laughs> Podbean. Uh, like and share, comment, subscribe. Um, you can always email me at michael at the Mike dot com. It's M I C H A E L, in case you're having trouble spelling my name. Uh Michael at the Liberty dot com. Anything. I uh I do my best to respond to everything that gets sent. If not through email on the podcast. <laughs> and uh and I like comments. So I appreciate that. So and if there's some story we're missing or some perspective that we're missing, send it to me. I I absolutely read everything that gets sent to me. Yeah. So just know that, um, and uh, we expect to be back. I mean, yeah, yeah next like week have, a little dicey. Well, yeah, I mean, I have surgery, but it's early in the week. I should be okay. Good
1: by Thursday, Friday. Yeah, yeah, that'd be um, the plan so, at least.
0: So, I expect that we'll be back here next week. So, I'm going to say so. Okay, and we've got one in the can. Remember, if just we in do. case <laughs> if if we got a real problem that we just can't solve, um, we won't. Call Vanilla Ice (laughs) will throw in the canned (laughs) economics episode. Yeah. Wasn't that from his song? Was it? I don't know. You got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Something like that. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So, uh, yeah, we expect to be back next week when we finally get this right. And in the meantime, try to stay free.
1: Life's short, live free. Ciao. Later.